tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome back, Masters of Sex fans, to another Masters of Sex After Buzz recap show. With me as always, Quinn Skillian. Hi, guys. Uh, Adrian Snow cannot be with us today, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm Will Link. But uh, we are going to break down. I'm sorry Adrian wasn't here because this had to have been the most bizarre episode. There have been, what, about 30-some-odd episodes of the show. This has to. This one takes the cake. I mean, and there are some things that happen in this show that make you kind of cringe. I was cringy, McCringer <laughs> There were multiple moments when we were watching it where you were like, this is really uncomfortable. I was like, is this a dream? She's going to well, wake up, right? This is a dream. Well, let's. I guess let's just start off the bat with the... 800-pound gorilla in the room, which is literally yeah. an 800-pound gorilla. Oh, my God. Gil the gorilla is not mating. Mm-hmm. And so you bring in the great sex experts, Masters and Johnson, mm-hmm. to help Gil with his problem. And the way this storyline starts in the episode, it's, you know, it, it kind of makes sense because you can see, like, they, like Bill even says later about kind of evolutionary research, yeah. stuff like that. But it goes in an odd direction. I mean, the conversation that they had with Gil's former keeper. Yes, played by Alex Lor- Borstein. Alex Borstein. Uh, Loretta. The name is Loretta. Was going in such an awkward way. I was well, like, are they going to, like, it, has she. Has she been jerking off this gorilla? I mean, that's I, I was. I mean, that was clearly what was implied. Because here's the thing: Loretta is, you know, Gil hasn't been able to mate in, since Loretta left, and, and Loretta, she left under mysterious yeah, circumstances. Yeah, like it was really cloudy. It was kind of like you know, kind of under wraps or whatever. And the way that she was talking about him was like an ex boyfriend. She was like, "I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I'm yeah. finally getting my life back together." Then you guys come in here. Gil and I were friends. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, see, I wasn't sure, <laughs> tonally, I wasn't sure if the scene was supposed to be being played for laughs. Plus, it helps that you have, you know, Alex Borson, very funny comedic actress I in know. there. But at the same time, there was such a seriousness to it. I thought she was great. It. I thought yeah. she was absolutely wonderful. Oh, she did a great job. So clearly, what is not being said is that Loretta was exposing herself to Gil, right? Right. Much like Virginia does later. It's crazy to me that they were like, I don't know, I just, when he was like pointing at her and they're like, oh, he, you were supposed to expose yourself, I'm just like, I'm surprised that they figured that out without having Loretta or anybody else explain to them that that was happening. Well, I mean, I, I, I kind of could see how they could come to that because I mean clearly from the second he sees Virginia and the second I heard that the ex keeper was a woman. Yeah. I knew like, oh, he's attracted to the human, the human female. Yeah. So I thought it I thought that was what Loretta was doing, but I guess I guess there was still part of me that one here, here's the thing though. 
it seems a little creepy, especially the way Loretta was talking about yeah. it. But really, at the end of the day, but is also, it that creepy? I remember, I remember reading this oh, horrible. Like I read this article online that I like. Well, I wish I never read it because I can't like forget it now. I can't unsee it. Yeah. It's this article about these workers at SeaWorld. Okay. Being like sexual with the dolphins. Well, dolphins are very sexual yeah, animals. Yeah, yeah. And so dolphins are like. Raped people. And so this wouldn't be the first time that, like, a zookeeper or, you know, SeaWorld whatever keeper had gotten, like, maybe, like, a little too close to the, uh, to the animals. So are we, okay, are we to think that possibly at zoos across America, (laughs) female zookeepers are exposing themselves to gorillas and orangutans and things like that? Well, you know, now, now there's gotta be cameras all around the zoo. It's not so, you know. Everyone would know. Everyone would know. (laughs) I guess it's, but I mean, so here's, here's the way this goes down. First of all, when. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They finally do go. Virginia is very big on taking up this gorilla case. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are a lot of parallels, of course, in this episode to, like, gorillas and men. And there's one Mm -hmm. cross cut where when Jane, and we'll get to uh, Jane's storyline later. There's a couple little cross cuts in this. Yeah. um, Kind of like little tongue-in-cheek edits. Yeah, it goes from her and Keith right to uh, the Gilda Gorilla. Yeah. And Virginia giving Gil this pep talk. Because because Jane was, was, trying, was trying to kind of coax Keith and kind of, they were doing the non-sexual touching and everything because she was helping him with his impetus. That's what was happening plot-wise. Um, but, so yeah, she's and so she's kind of be like, I just, you know, I'm here with you. And, you know, she's having to give him, you know, all, you know, he's trying to pump him up and everything. And then that was changed right with, you know, I think um, with... Or do you uh, have the quote? yeah. She's like, and I'm going to tell... Jane was like, I'm going to tell you. And it cuts to Virginia saying, who's a handsome gorilla? Yeah. She's really building him up. I mean, it's... But again, this scene is very... Tonally... Tonally, I'm not sure if if it completely worked, though, if I'm to be honest. Because it the scene goes... Where she was exposing herself? Yes. Because it goes from this... We can't... It goes from this level of where they don't want us to take it completely seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she's this cheerleader for this gorilla. And Bill is kind of giving her a little crap because he's been giving her crap all episode. He doesn't want on the gorilla case. And he also has this thing going with Dan, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. But then when it gets to the point where she's going to expose her breast to the gorilla, um, he says very, like, I felt like there was no irony in the statement uh, no one gives of themselves like you to Virginia. And like that no one's able to help people like you mm-hmm. do. And then she slowly takes off her shirt. And I felt at that moment it was not being played for last. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you thought it was still. I, I don't know. I didn't think it was funny. Okay, There good. wasn't one part of that scene that I thought was funny. I was literally shaking in my boots. It was horrible. I'd be curious to know what the, what the, what the viewers think if they thought this scene was because, I, I, but I think it walks a line and I don't think, I think it undermined itself a little bit this one scene well maybe also because like the gorilla doesn't look that real and so it's kind of hard to take it 
completely yeah. seriously. Yeah. You know, you have to you have to really suspend your disbelief there. I mean, it's clear there's a guy in a, a yeah. in a well-crafted gorilla suit, yeah, but still we'll, we'll we know credit it's where credits do. But still we know it's a guy in a suit. It doesn't look like the new Planet of the Apes movies yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, and maybe like cuz like gorillas are kind of scary and this gorilla isn't like that scary. No. You know what well, I mean? that's because he's having sexual problems. That's so. true. I mean, this girl has had like 21 babies, apparently. Yeah, with so. seven different uh, female gorillas. Yeah. Um, but you know what? There's a theme in this episode also about uh, uh, publicity. And money and, you know, all, yeah, exposure. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's funny that Virginia says she's very high on doing this gorilla experiment because, one, she's like, this creature needs our help. But, two, she's like, this could be publicity. This, yeah. But when it comes down to it at the end of the day, she is too embarrassed to want to talk about it. I mean, who would? I guess so. I mean, I mean... I mean, we're looking at this from... I mean, I guess... Even today, it'd be a weird thing to go around no, at a dinner would, party telling people something you, you no, did. No, you absolutely wouldn't. And I think that she was just kind of caught up in the moment, kind of like where she was coaching the gorilla. All of a sudden, Bill was coaching her. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can do it and, you know, kind of fluffing her ego. So I think she just was like caught up in that moment. There's a lot of that in this episode. Yeah. Um, well, let's get to, let's move away from the monkey business, yeah. if you will, which was, I, I, I neglected to say at the beginning, the title of this episode. Monkey business? Yes. Although I always like to point That's out. It's funny, I didn't even see that. Uh, I always like to point out, uh, gorillas are apes, not monkeys. Pet peeve of mine. Yeah, I, I know. I know it's a punny title. Pet peeve of mine. They do uh, like the punny titles. Masters of do. Sex. They yeah, always have they funny do. ones. Um, punny but ones. anyway, the episode begins with, Dan and Virginia, and this is clearly what we saw at the end of last week's episode, was not just a one-night yeah, thing. Yeah, they're kind of an item. And he definitely wants it to be more I was wondering, item. Were we wondering maybe at the beginning, oh, is she with, uh, is she with Bill or is she with Dan? Because it almost looked like her bedroom for a minute. Maybe. Oh, you know. mean at the beginning of the episode? Yeah, it kind of starts if, panning over, and it took me like until like he said something to me, like, oh, it's Dan. I couldn't yeah, tell who it was. They didn't reveal his face right away. I guess they wanted us... Thinking. We haven't seen Bill. Uh, we haven't seen Bill and Virginia. Oh no, actually, we have. Last yeah. ep- at the beginning of last the beginning episode, of last episode feels like we're seeing them be like intimate with each other a lot less lately. Well, you know, in the last two episodes, there, there's been a big chasm building in their mm-hmm. relationship, and Dan is trying to fill it. And Dan has sensed this. I mean, last time he, last episode, he said something about, "Oh, have you and Bill ever put the." Uh, you know, the monitors yeah. on you and gotten in there. And now he's being a little more blunt about this in the beginning. Like, he is talking about Bill a lot in this opening. And she's clearly uncomfortable I with I mean, this. as if his hunch wasn't enough, then we have Tessa pretty much spill the beans entirely. Yes. So that secret's pretty much Which a, I, a non-secret. <laughs> well, there's this there's this great, and in, in, got to give a lot of uh, uh, credit to Josh Charles and uh, Michael Sheen, they are doing this this great kind of quiet war between uh, really the war of words between the two. It is a silent table. battle. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They silent. both know that they both want Virginia, and they're trying to undermine each other in any way possible. Yeah, very quietly. And I'm I'm waiting for this at some point to explode. We're gonna have some fisticuffs, I'm sure. I mean, right away, the first time we see Bill in this episode, he's talking about. 
oh, you know, why doesn't, we'll never, we need a chemist to figure out the pheromone I issue. Just Let, being such a... Go back to New York, Dan Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's because he thinks that Dan Logan, which is weird because he's saying Dan Logan's uh, study is they've hit a wall. Yeah. But we made such huge strides in the last episode. So that was kind of like, oh. That's just all Bill wanting to get him out of there. Okay. He doesn't want the competition of... Competition to Virginia, yeah. And there's a there's a question Dan asks early on, like who takes care of Virginia? Mm -hmm. And look, Virginia doesn't really need anyone to take care of her, and And all these guys are just itching to. And like, I think that like all these guys give her like they put her on such a pedestal because it's like you know we how often do we talk about Virginia as being like kind of like you know a negligent mother? It's like she doesn't need someone to take care of her. She needs to go take care of her kids. Yeah. Well, she's, but I mean, there is that thing, and it, it's so, when we're talking about women of the 60s, and, and this comes into play later, certainly, with Betty with and Betty Helen. With Betty and Helen. But there was that whole thing in episode two of the season where Bill was basically telling her, like, she should be able to have both. But you're right, she hasn't found the right balance yet, mm-hmm. and her daughter still clearly resents her. And as, that's another silent battle that we're seeing happen, too, between Tessa and Virginia. It's just this, like... Well, Virginia doesn't even know. Her daughter no is idea. undermining her, too. She has no idea. She doesn't know the daughter knows about Bill. Yeah. Doesn't know that Dan, that Dan wants her as well. And that she was, um, you know, she's been working at the office, and that she's kind of, like, running around kind of all sneaky-like. Now, that first scene, I actually thought, did work for for both dramatic and comedic effect. When Tessa first uh, starts talking to Dan, notices Dan, noticing Virginia, and they mm-hmm. have this good back and forth, and it keeps going back to this, who are you? Who yeah. are you? And Tessa, always one to, like you said, tried to undermine her mother, keeps her mouth shut as who she really is and mm-hmm. why such a young girl would be walking, working in the sex researcher office. Yeah, and then later when her when her identity is still you know, concealed, she really lays into Virginia. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, she was like shit-talking her mom. Well, she... I was like such... <laughs> yeah. So catty and like a middle school girl to be like, she's a bitch. Yeah, don't get involved with her. Seriously, that's exactly what it was. Like, it reminded me of like high school, like shit talking. This this girl has a lot of pro this woman's got a lot of problems. But she does not even see her mother as like an authority figure at all. Yeah. She sees her as like a contemporary, pretty much. I, I can't remember the exact wording, but there was like something like, Well, she's pretty enough and she knows how to uh, use it or uh, whatever. I know. It's not how people talk about their parents. I guess maybe if your parent is did write the definitive book on sex. Maybe. We see how... I mean, we've seen it like... She's constantly embarrassed by her mother being part of this this study. I know, but I say don't fight it. No, at this... Well, at this point, she should be... Because uh, it's better than the alternative of her right. grandmother we discovered last week. Which is the exact... Yeah, it's pretty much the opposite extreme. So, Dan keeps getting determined and determined to try to find a way to get Virginia out and get her out from under... Bill. And of course, the perfect thing comes along. The movie premiere of The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Uh-huh. The Don Knotts film. Yeah, and all the old classic. All the classic. <laughs> and um, he decides, because 
he's going to bring the whole office to the premiere of the movie mm-hmm. because they're testing out the butter-like flavor substitute on the popcorn in the theater. I'm that, very familiar. I know. We've all... We've, <laughs> we, we saw quietly... I, I understand the product. Quietly behind the scenes here, we saw history being made uh, <laughs> in food additives and yeah, things like that. Like, so we're, 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 we're in the 60s, yeah. But, that's like the height of like the processed like, uh, you know, what are the words I'm looking for? Like, the DDT, like the the, you know, the before the preservatives and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. The start of the GMOs yeah. and things like that. Uh, but how um, yes, it's exciting. <laughs> That'll be. I want a Dan Logan spinoff series where it's just him creating new food additives and great. smells. But um, so he wants to bring the whole office there. And Virginia's like, yeah, let's go. It'll be fun. But then all of a sudden, Bill's very excited about the guerrilla research at this point. Mm. He wants to bring... He's like, no, no, no. We got, we've got we got big work to do, and it might take all day. And this was another moment. No, I he gotta, said it might take all night. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but here's what's so funny. Because this was another moment where when we were watching it, you were like, this is getting really <laughs> this uncomfortable. This is so weird. That conversation... It is. Oh my god! I literally wrote. I was like, this, this Dan, Virginia, Bill conversation that seemed to never end, and it seemed like we weren't even talking about anything. It was like slow and awkward, and like, why aren't we cutting away yet? <laughs> that see that this one, I had tonal issues with the exposing herself to the gorilla scene, but this one I kind of loved, and I kind of loved watching. Oh, it with I think you. we're supposed to squirm. Yeah, we we're I, absolutely supposed to squirm. Yeah, I loved watching it with you because you were <laughs> squirming so much, and it made me realize, yeah, they're just these three have such an uncomfortable relationship with each other, and like we said, all this unspoken stuff, and it's it's coming out in drips and drabs and snippy little comments and ideas and. And it did go on forever. Talk about high school, you know what I mean? Like, these people just can't have, like, an actual conversation. Everything is just, like, this, like, sneaky... Yeah, it's just so sneaky and, like, quiet. It's, like, quiet warfare. Silent warfare. Thank God. I've never been happier to see Tessa walk in to a room. (laughs) Because she comes in and interrupts it. And that's when she's introduced to Dan as Virginia's daughter. By the way... Yeah. I'm her daughter. Um, do you think, well, you know, actually, I was about to say, do, if you thought this had any effect on how Dan views Virginia because, you know, her daughter was talking so much smack about her. Well, but- yeah. I also think that, like, Dan needs to be like, hey, do you know that she's, like, kind of mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, we need to talk, We it needs to be addressed to Virginia that Tess is having some seriously, some serious emotional problems right now. And so, you know, maybe this is the first time that someone's actually going to be like, to Virginia, be like, yo, you got an issue on your hands here that you probably need to, like, you know, at least be aware of. Yeah. Because no one's really told her yet that, like, like, Virginia has no idea that Tessa, like, is so mad and angry and, like, frustrated. But at the same time, Dan, who I'm starting to think, although when we first met him, I thought he was a, a bit of a, a creep, drip. maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I'm starting to think he might actually be, oh, no, he's got a wife and he's cheating on her. So I how know, decent of a guy can he be? But, I mean, he's made it seem like he's very open. Like we said, there's full disclosure there. You know, as long as, you know, I, I mean, I think that's the case. We've never met his wife. I'm sure we will. Um, just to kind of see, like, is he, you know, does, does his wife know that he's kind of having an affair? Because he kind of made it seem like that was the case for him, which makes yeah. us be able to kind of... Be more See, forgiving. And I'm thinking, if we don't meet his wife, then what's the point of him having 
one. That he eventually has to leave Virginia and go yeah. back to his wife. Like, just when Virginia finally fully gives herself into Dan, Dan's mm-hmm. going to... be he, like, oh, by the way. Because he is going to have to... He's not going to live in St. Louis forever. No, he's I from mean, New York, right? Yeah, this yeah. is just a fleeting thing. But, I see, I think he's going to go the other way and keep Tessa as kind of a confidant, a confidant. ally. Because she already fed him the biggest piece of information that it confirmed his belief that they were sleeping together. That Bill, Bill and, and Virginia were sleeping together. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to see what happens. Um, you know, I mean, like we said, we, you know, we kind of like were our first, our first, I'm getting a call from Saskatchewan. Um, so our first, <laughs> maybe it's a gorilla up there yeah, that maybe. needs to, our first introduction to, um, to Dan was, oh, he seems like a creep. And then we've kind of warmed up to him a little bit. So maybe I wonder if his like creep, his like inner creep will come back yeah. out, you know, in the form of, in the form of, you know, using using Tessa for information. Well, how that kind of story ends in, in, in this episode is they eventually, Bill and Virginia have a meeting with Newsweek, an interview, and Bill has been needling Virginia the past two episodes, really. And this is where he's really going. She doesn't want to talk about the ape thing. Yeah. And they get down there and they're like, oh, do you have any cases the newsweek guys asking and any interesting cases and he goes well one with an ape and the look on virginia's face is like oh my god asshole yeah you are going to betray me yeah and then he says al ape nearly the football he comes up with some like you know he comes up with some covert way to still say the ape story without actually having to like say the ape story but the subtext of everything he's doing is giving her crap and clearly this is what at the end of the episode she's back there with Dan just how the episode Mm -hmm. began and he's driving her away and Bill is one of these people he's too in his own world to ever realize that he is doing that but he he thinks I'm fighting the good fight against Dan Logan but no he's driving Virginia right into Dan's arms. Yeah I think that Bill is a little too comfortable because he has Libby and he has Virginia. I was thinking that earlier when he wasn't sure if he was going to help Keith or not because Keith is alone and I was like see maybe like Bill doesn't understand the threat of and and how scary it is to be alone because he doesn't think yeah. that that's ever going to happen to him. He feels he'll always have someone. He'll always have someone. Um, I'm glad you brought up Keith because because now that we're kind of done with Bill and Virginia, there was a lot of focus on some side characters. Some, yeah, some supporting we saw characters. a lot of Betty. We got to see Helen today. I thought Sarah Silverman was much more Sarah Silverman-y this time around than we saw her in previous seasons. Well, when we saw her last season, she All was trying her, to get, but she was a little conniving. I mean, performance-wise. Okay. Like, Sarah Silverman's kind of like, she was like, she really went full Sarah Silverman, whereas like, I actually think that she was a little bit more period last time we saw her. I would agree with that. Yeah. Especially when we first meet her in this episode where she's going on about this dream she had yeah. about almost, the rabbit. It almost sounded that, like we were listening to one of her sh- one of her sticks. It was, yeah, she's talking about, I wouldn't be shocked if she like semi-ad-libbed that. Because she's Probably talking did. about the rabbit going into her vagina and then a, a yeah, maybe baby was, coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what I loved about this? First of all, I love this season that they kind of, in earlier episodes, just drop a lot of hints and a lot of, you know, a lot of time has passed between the seasons even. And two episodes ago, it was, meant Betty mentioned Helen just in passing. I know, we and, were like, we should see her soon. And then, and then we see her. And I like that they're not, 
They're not just holding things. They're letting us kind of know information. Same thing with that Barton. Like, is he going to take a job with them? And the next episode, there wasn't a big scene where yeah. Barton comes in and like, I'm going to work here. You it's mean just, they don't spoon feed us? We can we yeah. can get it. It's elliptical. You know, we can kind of follow along. Why do we need to see? We know. She's gonna be with Helen, so why we why do we need to see how they got back together? Yeah, you know, yeah, that's same totally thing fine. With Lester, with Lester and, Jane. and Jane, yeah, same thing. And um, you know, we've had some baby issues with Betty before when she was you know she was going through all of the treatments, all the capping and stuff, knowing yeah. full well that she you, you know couldn't couldn't carry a child, which is why she's so familiar with this procedure, with the procedure and everything. And I was a little bit freaked out to see her like, "Am I gonna stick this catheter in you?" I'm like, "Betty, have you been trained?" Um, but anyway, I thought um, I thought it was really interesting to come back to the baby thing for Betty because yeah. that was kind of like a whole that was like a huge thing for her. I also love the whole, and I'm a sucker for any time, especially in a show in like the 60s, and I was a sucker for this with Mad Men, mm-hmm. anytime you're really getting into the sexual politics of things. Oh, definitely. And this episode did a lot of great stuff with that, because first of all, Betty and Helen living together, mm-hmm. they don't seem to be hiding it, really, from... uh at least people they know. But wait, wasn't... Okay, Betty was talking to Bill about, like, what about a friend? Like, what if you have a friend who's definitely gonna be there for 18 years? Remember that conversation? Yes. It was so weird. I wonder why she... I mean, Bill knows. But she doesn't want to see... I don't think she wanted to tell her it was for them. But she could have been like, what about lesbians? You know what I mean? Well, I guess... Why didn't she just say that? I guess Bill is... Maybe what Bill about, doesn't know. The only reason I feel like they're... Because how blunt they were with Austin at the end of the yeah. episode. By the way, great to have his character back. <sighs> I love you, McDreamy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Maybe, maybe... So maybe they are... I don't know. I feel because, like... I mean, like... Or she could be like, hypothetically, what if two lesbians wanted to adopt? I feel like that would have been an okay question for Bill. Well, I think she knows. If Bill's against a single woman having a baby and raising it, I have a feeling he'd be against lesbians. Just because I mean, just made, because of the sexual politics of the time. Yeah, but he would be more afraid for them socially than, than their ability to actually be able to rear a child. And he would be afraid for the probably the child, the child socially and yeah. be better off never being never I mean, I would understand if that was if that was his stance, but it just kinda of felt like, you know, you can you know, Bill is he, Bill's kind of the guy you can you can say that stuff. I guess it's also though the kind of thing like if you ask once and you don't get the permission, if you ask for permission, then yeah, you're screwed. Then you're screwed. So better always to ask for forgiveness than permission. And My dad taught me that. Yeah, go in there and inseminate your girlfriend. And just be like, "Oops, I guess she's yeah. pregnant now." Yeah, and no one would have ever known. Yeah, really, in theory, except the night janitor. Yeah, who didn't care? Do you think that that's going to come back? No, I think that night janitor. <laughs> I think that was yeah. just for fun. Yeah. Um, but they I think they chose a good choice. They want a baby, and you know what, it, it's funny, I didn't even think of, and obviously you should think of it, that, yeah, adoption agencies wouldn't be letting single women... They still don't. I guess not. You know, I mean, they they do now more, but it's still, I mean, a, so much red tape. Well, that, that surprised me, I guess this is a thing other than the episode, though, but... But with so many kids who could probably benefit by having a good home, why would they be so mm-hmm. against, you know, someone who wants... I don't know. Haven't you heard that, like, theory about that, like, homosexuals are going to fix population control? Oh, no. Yeah, that's, like, that's just something that people on the internet say. Okay. Hi, okay. internet. <laughs> the internet speaks. Yeah, you can always count on the internet to give a, a wonderful stance on these subjects. Well, Bill even... Talk about the sexual politics again. He basically says, why would a woman want that? And suggests... 
A woman could just have a one-night stand, go to a bar, any guy drinking enough gin. I'm like, oh, isn't that so romantic, Belle? It's exactly how everyone wants to get impregnated. It's another one of those great moments where we look at Belle and we're like, for a man who's so advanced, (laughs) what are you doing? You're an ape. You're an absolute gorilla. um, They end up deciding not to do, because they're kind of upset about lack of choice and they don't Mm -hmm. know what to, to pick from these sperm donors. And they decide to go to a doctor Mm -hmm. that they know. Austin, so glad to have him back. It's funny because, like, would we, I mean, they were so nervous about a good heart. It's like, would we say that Austin has the best heart? I think he's, look, he's a cheater. Yeah. But I think he's actually he's like a deep plan, down you know. a decent human being, okay. just like Dan Logan. But maybe we ha- maybe we hadn't seen enough of him lately. I couldn't remember where we were with him. The last morally. time we saw him, he was with oh my god, I can't remember the character's name, but she had the diet pills. Uh, Flo, he was working for her. That's right. That's the last time we saw the Austin. Diet pills. I totally he was, forgot he was, he, was, he was hawking these pills, and he was sleeping with her, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, even though, he, even though she was like a very curvy woman, and yes. he was like, "What's going on?" And I remember where we left off. She had like a lot of family with political heft that he was like, "Oh, I should get involved with this," and she was going to. Uh, uh, was it Kennedy's inauguration? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's all coming back. That's where we. It's all coming left back. off. Okay. Wait, is that where she was going? It couldn't have been do you. you was. Think, do you think uh, they're going to do capping, or do you think that Helen and Austin are going to do the deed? I think they're going to do the deed. Okay. I think they're going to do the Make deed. Make a night of it. By the way, he now what owns a strip club? Is, was he the owner, or was he the doctor there? Oh, okay. They were talking about doctors Being when like, they you were... Know, if you know, if you're doing all these crazy they, stuff with your body, you're going to need a chiropractor. They were talking about, like, an orthopedist yeah, or things like that. Yeah, Okay, maybe I just assumed, because... But to own a strip club. Is that crazy? I want him to I own a strip club. I would so rather him be the doctor at a strip club <laughs> than be the owner of the strip club. What strip club employs a doctor, though? Do strip clubs... I Maybe I've not been to... It was the 60s. Who knows? You know like, what I mean? They, you they, know they took this, care of those ladies. I'm going to take care of the ladies. We're bringing in a doctor. Yeah. A doctor to examine it's all like, of like you. It's like on a sports team, how they have to have like a special like training doctor to like wrap the ace bandage and everything. Same thing. Well, this must be a high-class strip club. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe i, I got to watch the scene again because I, I thought he, for some reason, I thought he owned it. But I don't know. You might be right well, there. I, I don't know. I think you might be as crazy as the but kind of But now that scene. I'm hearing myself say it, it's crazy that there would be a doctor at a strip club. So I don't know. We have to rewatch yeah. it. Either way, he's working at a strip club. He has a position mm-hmm. of power at a strip club. I think that sounds like a good fit. The other great storyline, we got a lot of Jane and Lester. And we haven't had a ton of them this season. We've barely had any Jane since she's been reintroduced. You know what? And better. I don't, I'm bored by her. Really? I Already? Do, she like, was gone all last season. I know, but I really like Lester. And there's something about Jane that's so plain. Well, she did leave Lester in the past. And that sucks. You go, oh, why? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I don't care that she went back. I mean, like, hello, Rachel and Ross. Like, obviously, I don't care. But I just feel like, um, I just feel like she doesn't seem to be, she doesn't seem to like him very much. No, and he's made a lot of allusions to how, uh, you know, how difficult it is at home and stuff like that. But then again, this... And she's, t- and she's like, you know, oh, like we'll give you a job because you're just a housewife and you're so bored and all this stuff. But then again, I mean, I feel like when she talks to him, she talks to him like in the scene when they were watching the, the film of the other women and then watched her and then she got on top of him and was all like, it seemed loving except no, for the it fact... Seemed, it, seemed, it seemed manipulative. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, there was a loving tone to it. 
I don't know, but I mean, she does care about him on some level. I they have know. children There's together. About it that feels like she, you know, she wanted to go be the star in Hollywood, and now she's doing Oliver at like, you know, she's doing community theater, and she's with Lester, and I think that she just feels like she's settling, and it's, I don't know. Well, she probably does feel that a little bit, and that that goes back to she was bored. Now, here's the thing: she brings in her friend Keith, who mm-hmm. is a single guy who's impotent, and he basically feels this needs to be fixed, otherwise. I'll never get a woman. Mm-hmm. I'll never. I can't. I can't. It's, it's this catch twenty two that he's yeah. in that he can't find a girlfriend because he's impotent, but he can't fix it because he's single. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Explain that very well, but whatever. No, I think they got it. <laughs> so he decides he's going to go to Doctor Masters, and Doctor Masters does not want to take on a single client. He doesn't want to take on a, an in the, a, a, a man by himself, which actually that kind of surprised me. I would have thought they would have been more open to something like that. I don't think like I ever knew it was just couples only, yeah. or at least so staunchly. Yeah, I figured anyone with a sexual dysfunction could go there and, and deal with it. But I guess again, we're dealing with the we're still in the mid '60s, and I guess there's still this idea of if they're helping, it's promoting promiscuity yeah, and stuff like that. But also, I mean, they were pairing up couples. <laughs> Randomly during the sex study. Yes. So why not do that for? So for why not Keith? do it now? Well, Keith, there's a. He turns Keith down to his face, and then there is a, a. We we started laughing because we cut to Keith's in his car and the car won't start. It's like oh, his engine doesn't work. <laughs> uh-huh, impotence metaphor. Yeah. And. Luckily, I'm so glad the show called the out. The show called the it out. It was a little too obvious to be yeah. like. And Keith's like, what are you? Did you catch it? Did you yeah. catch what we did there? <laughs> Keith was very much winking at us. Yeah, with pretty that. much. Uh, but you know, Bill then takes some pity on him and decides to. We're going to help Keith. Yeah. But what's the way to do that? We have to find a partner, a partner with a sexual yeah, dysfunction. Yeah, can't go out it alone. They're like, maybe we could look through the letters, find someone else, and they talk about the whole Lester Barb thing, about these two people who had had sexual Which issues. Jane never knew that Lester had this problem. She that, never knew. That surprised me. Well, I, I guess it shouldn't surprise me, because he doesn't want to maybe tell his wife I couldn't get it up. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, you know, curious. I don't think they were going to go into it, but I was a little bit curious to hear what had ended up happening with Lester and Barb's uh, relationship. Yeah, that's the one thing. I, I just said about how I love, like, they don't bog us down the little details. Yeah. But I would like a detail or two more on how that ended. But you know what? I'm thinking yeah. we might get it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe just like a, a throwaway one sentence kind of whatever. And then we all go, oh, I see what happened. And then we would never have to talk about it again. I mean, was it just that Jane came back to him? Jane realized the mistake came back, and he was like, well... With open arms, you know, now that his problem was fixed. He had no... And he never had an issue with Jane, because he always wanted Jane. He always loved Jane. And it was really, when she left him, Mm -hmm. it was just psychologically how he felt. He felt less than, and he talks about that. And I thought it was... That was actually a really good scene. I thought so, too. But you're right. How much is it that she cares about him, and how much is it her being manipulating? I don't know. That's why I just like... I like Lester so much more than her, that it's hard for me to get emotionally invested and whatever she's got going on. Well, you know, Jane has an idea of how to help help Keith. Yeah. And she brings it up to Masters in, in Virginia, and she says, well, why don't I help Keith? And they were like, well, why Lester? And she was like, well, Lester, blah, blah, blah. So then she brings it up to Lester, mm-hmm. and he is obviously... And not thrilled with the For idea. Less than enthused. Yes, and I can't blame him on this. 
I just, yeah, it feels <laughs> like she's just asking permission to cheat. It it does. It does. Although I have some thoughts about that, but I might save them for predictions because it's the only prediction I think I have right now. Okay, fair enough. But Keep us waiting with I, bated breath. I will. But um, Lester lets her do it. I mean, he yeah. gives her the okay to go, and he sees her go into the other room with Keith. And he knows mm-hmm. what's going on. That and Lester is a lot more progressive than I would be in this situation. I think he lets himself get stepped on. He's gonna have this. He's probably gonna have a problem again after this. He probably is. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I didn't either until just now. We'll yeah. have to wait and see. He he probably is because that's a lot for him to have to to deal with. So much. And she is the idea. She's going to. I don't. I don't know. Well, we haven't seen them really be a happy, happily married couple. If we had seen a couple of clips here and there of lovey dovey, so happy, blah blah blah, that would point. be one thing. But we haven't seen that at all. We have seen a little bit of contention. We have seen frustration. We have seen, you know, not much of Lester at all. So, you know. So we agree that Le- we don't think Lester's buying into the whole. Uh, and it could be honest from from Jane's point, but it, he's not buying into the whole, like, I just want to help people. Mm-hmm. I just want to help impotent men by having sex with them. Right. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, you know, she does make a good point, though. She, Jane has been very, very on board with everything about the study from day one. She's always, you know, she said, I always believed in the work that they were doing. I think it's incredibly yeah. important. And that's true. You know what I mean? Um, the one other person we really have to talk about, and she didn't have a lot to do in this episode, mm-hmm. is Libby. She didn't have a lot, but what I did like what she did have. I thought there was some really good stuff in there. The whole She had that whole kind of... She pretty much, you know, came forward with Paul about, you know, I've been living in this fantasy, you know what I mean? And I'm trying to do whatever I can so I don't go crazy. She, Yeah, she really relates to the idea that, that Paul had this fantasy about his life and yeah. she's trapped in the same thing. And she's that she in this unhappy marriage. And she has completely shattered his illusion. And she's going to take that apartment full time now? Off his hands? Um, I, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. it's, I mean... She came in with a check. But, I mean, but he didn't take it. I oh, think the, right. the apartment's paid up for six months, so... Yeah. But I think he oh. said at the later, when they see each other, I think he said that she could have the apartment. Okay. So, this is gonna be... And I know you were, last week, you were, uh... Uh, shipping these yeah, two. Yeah, pretty much. I still kind of am. I mean, like, especially now that we've got, I mean, like, anytime Libby gets to open up to someone emotionally, I always like that person, because she's just, like, so trapped that I feel like whenever, every, any single time she feels comfortable enough to tell someone all of these things that we as viewers know, that yeah. when, when she actually gets to vocalize those things to someone, I, I always have, like, a, a, an affinity for them. And Paul, uh, he really, um, he kind of, I mean, when he said to her, like, oh, and seeing you come over was, like, like that made him feel feel good. Yeah. I mean, is that just because he liked having somebody to talk to, or do you think there's another level of feelings he has oh, for I her? Oh, I certainly think that we'll see something romantic between these two. But I think that what he meant there was just, like... This is a lonely time I'm going through, and even in the in the in the previously on, they were like, he's like, I'm sitting here, I feel like I'm sitting here with a corpse. You know what I mean? So I really think that it's just like some just someone to breathe a little bit of fresh air into his into his life. Something, you know what I mean? I mean, these are easily the two most lonely people on the show. Yeah, 
So I, you know what, I'm, I'm, you know what, at this point, I'm with you. I yeah. ship them too. Ship them too. Just, I think. just always just want Libby to be happy. Can we talk about Johnny? That was the last thing I wanted to get into Why here. Why is he always reading? Can, can we read something into him always reading? I think is there something a, there? He's just a bookish kid. He's just a bookish kid. I'm wondering yeah. if this is like some kind of like, I don't know if we should worry about it. This is like escapism or. Well, it's a very also solitary act. Yeah. And I guess it's a way that he can kind of isolate himself. Because and, he's always reading. They've made yeah. that very clear that he's like, I mean, especially today, really like hit home. But he just knows he's always in a book, and I was just wondering if there was a larger picture there. Well, he's not always reading. Sometimes he's burning Bill's football cards, prized football cards. I thought the house was going to was gonna go up in flames. I thought there were, until, well, then the second Bill walked in, I'm like, oh, he's going to take it. But for a second, I thought, like, oh, what's, what's going to happen? I don't know. Now, just now, a silent fuck you. I mean, he... So much silent warfare in this I episode. mean, there really is. And this is a big problem. And I guess this is a big problem of people in the, the 60s in general, and this is why they have all these deep-rooted sexual psychological issues. Nobody talks Nobody to anybody. Talk, every, every, everyone wants to be these, like, Levittown, Susie Homemaker, perfect white picket fence kind of people. And every time Bill tries to talk to Johnny now, he just, Johnny shuts him down Johnny's now. Like, He's like, oh, and Johnny just like, I gotta go to bed. Like Even he, though minutes a second ago he was begging his mom to stay up. Well, look, there's going to be all these all these people who aren't talking to each other are going to come to blows at some point. And when Bill finds out what Johnny's doing with his cards, because he loves that football card Dude, collection more, more than he loves anything else, yeah, pretty much. You know, and he's showing it to. But I mean, that you know, last episode he was showing it to Dennis, mm-hmm. little bully Dennis. We didn't see Dennis in this episode. No, but that's clearly why Johnny's lashing out with the football cards. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, is this this is what connects you to someone other than me? Yeah, portrait. So I think that's just about uh, every every character. It. Like I said, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, supporting characters in this episode yeah. got a lot of time, which I was very happy for. We've been yelling for more Betty, more Betty. We and, got a lot of Betty, and I feel like we're going to get even more Betty now that Betty's going to be you know along with the uh, Helen. Yeah, and I'm hoping for more Austin mother. too. I didn't even realize I missed him until he came back. I was wondering if he was going to come back at all, but I'm so glad. This show always seems to bring people back. Yeah, and I I like that about it. So maybe we will see Barb, you know? Maybe we'll... I hope we do, because I want to, like, even if it's just a scene where, like, Lester's out with Jane and they run into Barb somewhere and it's awkward and maybe that fills in some of the gaps. Yeah. Or maybe Barb has a sexual problem and has yeah, to come yeah, back in. I was going to say, I'm actually curious to see where she's at, because her problem was a pretty deep-rooted one. Yeah. Just to her, see where she is psychologically would be really interesting. I mean, yeah, hers was from... Lester was from a, a you know, a pained relationship with Jane, but hers was a deep-rooted I mean, psychological issue from her childhood. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you want to do some predictions? Let's do some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. So, uh, would you like to start? No, I'm curious to see if anything happens with this whole gorilla thing, if that becomes like a huge scandal, like a huge faux pas. If, like, you know, if that comes to light and everything, I'm really, really interested to see what happens there. Um, Other than that, you know, like every single episode, we seem to be getting these different issues kind of popping up, so I'm just kind of interested to see what's going to round out the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I wonder if we'll have more of the gorilla. I feel like, though, now that the the gorilla has I'm assuming. I'm assuming the it worked, and I mean, yeah. she's pregnant, dude. But I feel like Bill has like some kind of god complex happening right now. Oh yeah, 
You know? And that feat fits into totally with his feelings of I'm going to take on Dan Logan and I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to I don't I could treat Virginia like this, but she'll come back to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, Jane, you know, I, I I think Jane's intentions. At first, I thought, and I wrote down like, oh, Jane wants to have an affair with this guy Keith. Jane likes mm-hmm. Keith, but I actually do think Jane's intentions are, are pure. And now I, I don't think I don't think. Do you ever see that movie, uh, The Sessions, with Helen Hunt? I did, where she plays like a sex surgeon. I thought it's great. I think that's what Jane that's is going to become. I think she's going to become that for this office. I think she's going to end up being that sex surrogate character who helps people okay. who have dysfunction. I will level with you on on this point. I think you're right there. I don't think that her relation that her marriage with Lester is very healthy no. at the moment. I, so other than that, yes, I'm totally on board with I totally think that she just really thinks that she has a purpose and this yeah. is her purpose. Um I and I think in it and you know you, to that point where you just said I don't think the marriage will survive her eat, being eat. a sex surrogate. Agreed. But I think that's what she's gonna do. Lester's maybe a little too fragile. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't, you know, it's like I saw that movie with Helen Hunt. She was doing good, important work, but I don't know know. if I could, I don't think I'd be open minded enough to be with someone who's sleeping with other people, even if it's for a great good. Like, really, really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's so, going to be um, after this after this episode. I am interested to see if maybe it'll be a little more toned down next week. Yeah, I feel like we had a pretty I, wacky. There one. is no way because there's not there's not going to be anyone exposing themselves to a gorilla next week. I, I assume. Do. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> I hope not. Jeez. I mean, like I'll be honest with you. I don't. I'm going to be very curious to read yeah. the comments from from the viewers here me because too. I'm I'm. This episode made me a little flustered, and I wasn't sure if I—I I wasn't I sure how I felt about it. I don't know whether it's like the most interesting episode or maybe not the best you episode. Know what? It was interesting. Was it a little all over the place? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We were kind of all over the board, which is totally fine. Like I said, my thought was about the tone. Like I wasn't sure whether I was supposed to be laughing or taking this seriously. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll be very—I'm very excited to know what all of you think on Let's that. Let's talk about the monkey business. So, uh. As we as we go. As we go. Quinn. You guys can find me on Twitter at Quinn Skillion. You can find me on Instagram at Quinstagram. And you can search for me on Vine at the Quinn B. Excellent. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Real Will Link. And you can also listen to my pop culture comedy podcast, Will Sean Podcast. Yes, it's a question. Really? Uh, find out by finding it on <laughs> iTunes and listening if you like us on here you'll like me on the show so there you go listen to it um thank you so much we will see you next week bye guys from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 